Yo, what's up, everybody? This is uh, Can I Live Podcast, K-E-N-I-L-I-V-E. Um, how I got Can I Live is, um, uh, you know, one of those sayings back from back in the day, Can I Live, like, you know, and I guess at the time um, Instagram just first came out, I believe you needed, like, a nickname, and I was like, let me just use Can I Live. That's how corny it was. And then I just it just never uh, went away. I mean, I tried a different name on Instagram, but it didn't work out, so I just came back to Can I Live. Um, yeah, so my name is, uh, Kenneth. It's a little something about me. My name is Kenneth. Uh, my friends call me Kenny. Um, I didn't actually get the name Kenny until like I was in high school. See, cause where I grew up in Brooklyn, by the way, I'm from Brooklyn. Shout out to everybody in Brooklyn. Um, uh, where I grew up, it was black. It was like black hood people. Um, <laughs> um, and then it was like, of course, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, but like you had the black hood, like. The Quanishas and Tashas and stuff, <laughs> you know, those type of names in the hood, um, that type of black neighborhood. But um, so they never used the the nickname Kenny for me. They always said Kenneth. They I always heard like an F at the end, like Kenneth, Kenneth, like it's T-H, but let's go with the F, Kenneth. So like if I see somebody like um, uh, it, it recently or something like that, I know who they are about how they call me. So Kenny comes from high school. So when I went to high school, I went to high school with a bunch of Caribbeans, you know, Haitians, uh, Jamaicans, Trinidadians, all those islands. And, um, <clears throat> they weren't from the hood. Like I was like for them, like they was like Flatbush, Canarsie, East Flatbush, stuff like that. And for them, for some ironic reason, that wasn't hood for them. Although when I went to go visit them in some of those places, there was like shooting and stuff, but it still wasn't hood for them. It was like, I feel like the for them, like the tall matching buildings, you know, the name of the area, like if you get Marcy Projects or My Projects, Gowanus Projects or Red Hook Projects, that for them was hood. That was ghetto. But... <laughs> go to their neighborhood and be in a whole shootout, they feel like they're safer than coming to the projects, which is crazy for me because I could have I could have just died. You know what I'm saying? You could have just died. We could die anywhere. You know what I'm saying? But you uh you think you little better or whatever. I mean, it is what it is. Each is on you grow up how you grow up. Um <laughs> so yeah, so with them they didn't have the um you know the Aquanetas and you know the Octavias and stuff. No, they had like regular Caribbean names, <laughs> you know, very, you know, your first name is the last name, Johnson, you know, <laughs> Franklin and stuff. That'll be their first name. <laughs> Mostly Haitians. But um, so they wasn't used to like the ghetto names. And so when they heard Kenneth, they just I mean, they just immediately went to Kenny. So I was just surprised I never got that name, especially um, watching like the the Cosby show There was a dude named Kenny on there On the dark skin dude What up with him Anyway Dark skin dude His name is Kenny And then like No one ever called me Kenny There was only like One neighbor In my building That called me Kenny Like there was from 1A No one 1E 1E I lived in 5E They lived in 1E They all called me Kenny In that household And then my grandma Called me Kenny May she rest in peace um, she was the only one in the family that called me Kenny. She's like Kenny, you know, whatever. Um, but that's that with that name. Um, so whenever somebody sees me in the street, they say Kenny. I know where you from. If you say Kenneth, I know you from the hood. <laughs> I knew I grew up with you. Anyway, so I am. Um, 
number seven of eight kids. Um, yeah, they was doing a damn thing. I like when I tell people this story, I like starting off with that and I pause for a second because they were like, wow, right? Their eyes are like, wow. But then um, <clears throat> they immediately have the look like, I want to know if it's different baby daddies. <laughs> y'all all got the same father. That'd be the look on their face. Like, y'all all got the same father. I am proud to say, ladies and gentlemen, my parents are still together after 40 something years. Of being married they got married in uh, 75 um and they were together since like 72 and their first child was 73 yeah so <laughs> shout out to my pod today's um they 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 did the damn thing eight kids together um uh yeah they worked it out i mean i've seen a lot of ups and downs a lot of a lot of downs more than ups but they worked it out. So I still believe in marriage, y'all. Can you believe it? I still believe in um, marriage and faithfulness and, you know, family stuff. You know, I, for a while, um, I never understood that be dad. It just didn't make any, it just didn't make any, it just didn't make any sense for me. You know what I'm saying? It didn't make any sense. Because um, my father was there all the time and he made sure he was there in every and in every way that he could, he was very supportive. Um, shout out to dad. <clears throat> Ooh, I don't even call him dad. I call him father. Listen, you know what's crazy? The two oldest um, siblings, they call my father dad. <laughs> Real quick, let's back it up. My parents are from Honduras. Um, yes, we are a Spanish-speaking um, family, um, but we're black. We're, we're definitely black. Uh, when it's like a job application or like a census or whatever, we don't check Latino or if we do not, we are totally black. Um, if we don't even do African American, we just do black. <laughs> um, yes, Honduras is a Spanish speaking country. Um, however, we're like over there to keep it real. We're like we're the black people of that country. We weren't. We're not from there. We weren't. We didn't originate there. Um, according to the history books, we got exiled off our island of St. Vincent and we ended up on um, the island of Rodan, which is right off the coast of Honduras. And then from there, we were inland and we set up shop, you know, 200 plus years later, we still there. We in Honduras, Guatemala, um, Belize and Nicaragua, from what I understand. And then uh, we got a we got a whole bunch of us in um, the States. So that's that. But anyway, <coughs> Growing up black and what people would just call us Latino because, you know, <laughs> I mean, they didn't understand Garifuna. So that's what we really are. We are Garifuna. They didn't understand it. And it's like a whole history lesson when you had to explain to them. But y'all speak Spanish. And da, 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 like, yeah, we get it. Okay. Like, understand that us black people here in the United States, we didn't come here with this language. We had to learn it. We had to grow it. We had to, you know, use it to benefit our survival and just know that English was not our first language. Um, the Americas, the English was not the first language. They came and colonized this motherfucker, okay? Just keeping it all the way real. I mean, if you really, really, really want to get down. Um, but, yes, so, yes, I, I understand a lot of Spanish. I speak some of it. Um, but I didn't really, you know, you know, my parents they didn't really make us speak it like 
we went to English schools, you know, we went to public schools, Catholic schools. And when you see us, we are black. <laughs> so, you know, it's nothing about English in school. They're not thinking about, you know, you know, talking another language with us. They just talk the English. So, um, like I said, I'm number seven. So by the time it got to me, my siblings was just speaking pure English and we were responding back to our parents in English, even though they spoke Spanish to us. And they had to learn English too because they was working too. Eventually my my mom started working. She was a housewife for for a while. But then yeah, my pops he knew English for a while because he had to make the dough. He had to make the dough. It was just, that's what the kids are saying these days. Is it dough these days? I don't know. <laughs> There's always something new. Like I never thought as a like when I used to hear that from adults when I was a kid. I never, um, I never took it into uh, consideration that one day I'll be that adult looking back at, you know, what these kids are doing nowadays and be like, ugh, you know what I'm saying? I never thought that. So, <laughs> well, now I know. <laughs> you don't know a lot when you um growing up. You just think you know a lot. And until you live, you haven't really lived. So, that's that. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm number seven or eight kids. And um, my mom had a pattern with her kids. Like, you could have placed a million dollar bet and won some money because mommy had a pattern. So it was like, um, keep in in mind I'm number seven, okay? So let's hang with me here. Um, She had girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy. And then when she got to me, boy, then girl. Yo, I was a rebel from the womb. Like, I was like, I was always different. Like, somebody had to tell me that. Like, so you was different from, you know, <laughs> the womb. Like, you was different from when you got conceived. You was different. I don't know if the, my parents did doggy style that night. <laughs> I don't know if they did missionary. I don't even want to know. That shit is nasty. Um,. <laughs> Um, I don't know what they did, but they did sound because I wasn't coming out like the rest of your kids, you know. And the crazy thing about being um, the different one in the family, the crazy thing about being the reason why the pattern was um, <laughs> was messed up is that um, the last two of us, the last two of myself and my younger sister were gay. Yes, we messed up the pattern, man. If my mom just would have, if I would just came out a girl, then we would have been good. <laughs> like the last two are gay. Like it's so, it's so coincidental that you have eight kids, you have a pattern, and once you get to me, I break that pattern, and um, you know, the last two end up being gay. And that's fine. I'm here for it. We're very talented people. Um, we're very um <laughs> different, and we we um. We vibe on being different. We strive on being different. We don't want to be the same. You feel me? So, um, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm not mad. Um, you know, uh, this is kind of like, um, I guess it won't be like a kind of like coming out. It's kind of like, cause so, okay. I wasn't always okay with my sexuality. I don't, I don't even know if I understood my sexuality because, um, I was definitely into girls. I mean, the first person I ever had a deep, deep crush for was <laughs> um, the girl named Tiffany. She knows who she is. I can't say the last names, I don't think. But anyway, um, Tiffany, yeah. Um, she was my first crush. I had a crush on her since kindergarten all the way to, like, eighth grade. Like, it was pretty bad. It was pretty, pretty bad. Um, I would do anything for Tiffany. Like, 
<laughs> like till this day, like yo, if, if I had the money, if she needed a new whip, I'd buy her a new whip. Like no disrespect to the hubby, um, but I definitely would have done all that I needed to do to you know all that I need to do to make her happy because it was Tiffany. <laughs> you know, you have that crush and you're like, yo, what's good, right? Um, <clears throat> so, um, continuing on, <laughs> I went on a whole tangent about Tiffany, but um, like like I said, like um, one of my friends put it in a very good way. He was like, being gay saved my life. <laughs> I, he really he really put it in a way like he put it into perspective he said being gay saved my life and i'm gonna have to say that i think I, yeah it probably saved my life too um because i did grow up in a bad 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 neighborhood i mean the worst the worst like i'm talking about menace to society type you know type of bad like shootings jumpings robberies um drug deals all this like we had all those little crack crack bottles on the floor it was bad now that right there it was a true pandemic okay um they're calling this a pandemic but i felt like man i was raising a pandemic you know like just keeping it all the way real um so yeah i mean if i i think if i was if i was straight then i'd probably be with the homies and selling drugs and you know running the streets and being in gangs and stuff uh, <clears throat> to be honest because first of all when i do what i do i do my do i do what i do wholeheartedly um so if i was about bodying somebody if you really want to <laughs> it'll be about that you know what i'm saying i'm doing time for what i what i stand for you know um but it wasn't about that um my hood was so bad my my dream was to get out of it um, I used to daydream a lot. Like I was a dreamer. Like daydream a lot. Like I went through a lot. Like you know, it was real bad growing up. Like the the troublemakers. The man, it was just so much growing up. Um, I didn't want to um, be part of that. I never identified with what that was, and I was happy not to because. Although um, you didn't get involved in it, it was a it was a respect. It was a respect. Like, um, yeah, you get fooled around with, like, bullied a little bit, but out of you know. But if anybody from outside the hood was to do that, it'll be a whole thing because you disrespecting somebody that's part of that hood. No matter what, like, only the hood can mess with you. Um, outside, be like, yo, yo, what's good? You know, that's how I felt it was anyway. Um. <clears throat> So, being gay saved my life. Um, it kept me um, wanting to, to get out. Um, kept me wanting to explore outside of where I lived. Um, so, although I lived in the hood, we lived around white folks. Like, my whole neighborhood was, like, white. But they didn't, wouldn't walk through the hood ever. Um, they wouldn't. It just, they just wouldn't. <laughs> if you was white, you was on that good stuff. And you was looking for your next fix in the hood. You know, you wasn't out there hanging out. It just wasn't seen. Um... <clears throat> So I used to have like a lot of escapism. My escapism was like in my head and going other places in my head. Cause I knew 
that the hood wasn't it. You know what I'm saying? Like you used to see movies like Medicine Society, Boys in the Hood, um, Jews, like all those hood movies that you can identify with. And I just knew there was more out there um, simply because, well, <laughs> we had TGIF. For those of you who don't know how t- what TGIF is, is um, thank God it's Friday, and we had the shows. We had the shows lined up: uh, Full House, um, Family Matters, um, Boy Meets World. Um, <clears throat> what else they had? They had a couple of shows. Say by the Bell was out on Saturdays. Power Rangers, like we had things to look forward to um, back in the day, where it was like when it was a hectic place. You had your, 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 my, my best place to go is my daydreams. I used to daydream about like leaving and I used to see things about California and I'd be like fixated on California and wanting to be in California and wanting to, to grow up in California, you know? Um, so I used to just be in my own world a lot. Um, and like, even I wasn't even a bad person in school. Like I didn't get complaints like that. The only complaint, like, on my report card would be, like, he daydreams a lot. <laughs> His grades are good, but he just daydreams a lot. And it used to be, like, real bad. Like, you know how, like, when you read a, a book as a class and you go around, you know, next paragraph, next page, and, you know, and then your name is called on and you realize you, they're, like, 15 pages ahead of you. I be in a deep, deep, deep thought, you know, process um because um who knows i mean like i said i grew up in a bad neighborhood my mom was a disciplinarian my mom used to yell at us all the time matter of fact i love scaring white people with this because (laughs) the way i would tell people i'm like uh i used to be like they're like yeah so tell me a little about your childhood you know like i used to be like um yeah my mom used to beat me a lot and um yell at me and stuff like that and He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry you went through that. That is so sad. I'm like, yeah, I'm number seven of eight kids. They be like, seven of eight? Shit, I would have been beating your ass, too. Your mom did a good job. <laughs> your mom did what she had to do. You know, and looking back on it, mommy did what she had to do. I mean, I mean, she made me strong. My mother is the strongest person I know on the planet, and it's not because I'm gay. I swear it's because it's real. Like nobody could, no one in the family can dispute that. This lady had eight kids, full term, no prematures. Um, she walked to the hospital once while she was in labor with my brother. Um, um, she was like she was breastfeeding, p- changing pampers at the same time, and cooking. Okay, she was doing all that. Mommy was on it. Mommy was, or she was, like born to raise eight kids you know and give us the business but she was also an entrepreneur like she didn't stay still there was always things to do she used to make cake um birthday cakes and wedding cakes she got booked like every weekend on some new stuff like the cake the house used to be filled with cake on the weekend we had to be very careful in the kitchen mommy wasn't playing mommy was out playing she used to make an extra cake on the side so we can have it on a Friday night, and she'd be like, how was it? You know, how was it? How is it? It's good, it's good, okay, good. And she'll take it from there, because if it was bad, she wouldn't, um, she would remake it. She would have to redo it, you know? And she didn't like, like, certain sugar. She only liked Domino sugar. Like, if you buy her white rolls, she'll send you right back to that store, like, didn't I tell you 
Domino sugar is the only one I'm using, and that's how it used to be. Like, mommy used to go in. Um, <clears throat> being gay saved my life. Okay? That's what I'm going to call this episode. That's what I'm going to call this episode. Being gay saved my life. Because I've seen a lot of things. You know, I had a brother that was into that that, that um, gang stuff. And I had another brother who was like, I don't know, you know. I'm going to have an episode that's going to call it. That's that. I'm going to call it my bro. <laughs> and it's going to be about the I don't know brother, you know. Um, and it is nothing bad. It's just like you might have a brother like this and you might want to reanalyze some things. You know what I'm saying? And it's all good. So I think it's important to, like, add all this up. Like my daydreaming, um, my growing up in the hood and my escapisms and all this other stuff. And being obviously a mama's boy, <laughs> I mean, just in case you couldn't tell, you know, just in case you didn't tell, you couldn't tell. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a mama's boy, and I don't care. I don't care. And, and fellas, if you're a mama's boy, that don't make you gay. It don't make you any less than just being a mama's boy. It's nothing wrong. Matter of fact, ladies, if you had a man who is uh, as a mama's boy, uh, maybe he'll treat you a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. Just something to think about. You know what I'm saying? Just something to think about. Um, <laughs> um, so yes, um, being gay saved my life. Um, it kept me from wanting to be in a corner doing what I, you know, you know, what I didn't need to do. What I witnessed was a lot of gang activity. Um, um, if I was straight, I believe I'd, I'd be in that. Now don't get me wrong, straight people. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of people who made it out the hood without having to be gay. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people a lot of straight people who uh, are, you know, very entrepreneurs now, um, military lawyers, doctors, and all this other stuff made it out the hood without having to be gay. But this is my story, okay? This is how I worked it out. Um, <laughs> um, it never was appealing to me to be um, on the corner all night. And, you know, I used to see crackheads knocking on windows at 2, 3 in the morning sometimes um, going to the dealer's windows and getting what they needed to get through the window. I used to see that. Um, I, I just wasn't, you know, and I definitely didn't want to try crack. <laughs> I definitely went, went, didn't want that name. Like, I wasn't, you know, fiend out to be part of that hood. I wasn't trying to fit in anywhere in that hood. Not that I didn't identify with the hood because I did. I mean, I grew up there. How do you grow up in a certain spot, in a certain area, and not identify with it? You're not better than that area once you get out. You're still that area. This is still where you come from. Um, you can't just erase it like that. So, um, I, But I um, definitely didn't want to. There was nothing appealing there to me. Um, there would be generations of generations of families being in this one apartment you know or this one hood and it it's it's it, it's it's what they strive for and it's like i didn't see that for me um i didn't first of all when i was a kid i didn't see the the hood changing i always seen it being bad but as i grew up and as brooklyn has definitely changed if anyone knows brooklyn from the 80s 90s to now you're gonna be like what where did i grow you're gonna you're gonna think like what what where, what is this you would think is a whole new world um the crime definitely went down tremendously especially with all this uh, gentrification um uh 
you know, white people are walking through with their dogs and walking through or even sitting on the bench and going to the park in the hood is nothing to them, nothing to them. They changed it a lot. And um, I'm happy to see it. Definitely happy to see it because I know I prayed a lot of a lot of nights and a lot of mornings about that, that that change, you know, because it was really bad. Um, But it was never appealing to me to be, you know, like one of those dudes and in the gang violence and stuff like that. It was always appealing to me to get away from it. So um, I had a, a few friends who we used to go outside of Gowanus. We used to go outside of the hood. Like we used to go to the Promenade, Kabul Hill, uh, Brom Hill. We used to walk to Ruhuk. We used to walk to different parts of Brooklyn, like literally on a dollar. Like this is when you didn't care about a lot. Like all you needed was a dollar. You know, you buy your 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 icy or something like that, <laughs> your twenty five cent icy, um, and it'd be cool. Um, and it was it was just a way for us to get away and get away and out because um, you didn't want to be around your own hood. And you know, coming back to the hood was kind of dreadful for. I know sometimes it was dreadful for me, um, for for my the peoples at my time of that time. It was kind of dreadful for them because. Although we had a bunch of fun that day, for hours, I mean, from till dark to nighttime, um, we would always have to come back to reality. And our reality was where we were, which was the hood. Um, so I see it as a way to, um, to, it was a way to keep us out of trouble. And I mean, like I said, there was nothing appealing to me about that. So my, and at the time, I think now that if I look at it in hindsight, um, I was definitely trying to find myself cause I was lost. <laughs> being lost saved my life. That's what I'm gonna call it. this is better. Being lost saved my life because I was always lost, but I think I was meant to be lost because I was too, curious in a lot of ways and knowing everything wasn't good for me <laughs> you know there was some things that needed to go woo, right over my head you know and stay there and go way over my head and not even ever bring it up you know um because had it had it settled on me i would have dug deeper about it and probably be, be in a different space right now you know so um being different is fine being different is great embrace your differentness okay um so <clears throat> coming up there are more episodes coming up i'm working on it i just want everybody to tune in to get a little 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 bit about me um get to my voice and understanding me and you know this is a work in progress for me but i'm definitely gonna continue doing it um, I hope everybody listened and enjoyed it. Um, there's a lot of great things coming up for the future. More episodes, like I said, and we have some guests and stuff. I'm working on a lot of things um, to push this where it needs to be pushed. Guys, I appreciate your um, your support. Keep on supporting. I'll see you next time. Once again, this is Can I Live. Y'all have a good night.